Welcome to another episode of Unleashing the Future of Work, a guide live podcast. That was Ari Lennox. If you love Ari Lennox, let's show some love in the comments below. And we are live on all popular live streaming channels, except Twitch. Shout out to those who are tuning in on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, as well as Twitter. Today, I have a really special guest who I'm honored enough to call a friend. But before I dive deep and introduce him, I want to say, hey, Oakland. If you are tuning in from Oakland, show some love, stand up, give a clap in the comments, and let us know so we can show you love. If you're tuning in from beyond Oakland, because we usually have some Nigerian, UK, Australian, Indian uh, Indian viewers tuning in with us, please let us know if you're tuning in so we can also show you some love. And let's ask you, how's your Monday going? Did you enjoy your weekend? Let us know and we will recognize you in the comments. But today I'm honored to talk with the amazing Bruce Pulver, who has an inspired message to share with you all today. Man, I have had the honor of working with Bruce as I continue to write my book, which is going to be on the seven habits of dynamic leadership. He's actually someone that I co-created the book with, which has been truly an honor because he's someone that's great with words. And you'll hear why in a few minutes. Bruce is incredibly passionate about self-improvement and is committed to learning and investing in helping others reach their goals and aspirations. You know, he actually wrote a book called Above the Chatter. Hours Matter, which was essentially a book to help you understand how do you prime your life for success by using positive words, positive verbiage that can characterize where you're at in life, but more importantly, propel you forward. And through his ongoing writing, ongoing writing and public speaking events, he actively shares his experience and life lessons with thousands of thousands and thousands of people. And more importantly, similar to him, he's also similar to me and him. He's also a jazz fan. So if you love jazz, he definitely has a lot to share around jazz with you today. So definitely, if you love jazz, let us know in the comments and we'll show you some love. With that said, let's bring Bruce on. Bruce, it's such an honor to have you on the show, my friend. Hey, Tim. How are you today, man? Thank you for the great introduction. It's, it's good to be with you today. You too. You too, man. How are you holding up, man, given the state of the world? Well, I'm, I'm uh, living day by day, staying committed to the commitment and uh, trying to be incremental with everything I do. 
Love that. Love that. Love that. No, that's so it's such a powerful. I, I think it, we need to we need that now. Um, I think a lot of people have continued to stay saddened, given what's going on in the world. And, you know, words like that and more importantly, your book are an inspirational message that keeps us lifted, you know. Well, well, thank you. No, I agree. And and this isn't easy stuff, right? This is something that that we, none of us have faced since uh, you know the Spanish flu. And and actually, we're we're reading the book uh, that was written about that right now at our house. Just kind of the parallels and the similarities. And you know, it's it's not easy, but um, man, I tell you what, um, a little bit step at a time, and and just trying to stay as positive as we can uh, really tests us. And um, you know, hopefully, it'll make us all stronger. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about what inspired the book above the words, above the chatter, your words matter. Well, it, it was actually launched when I went through a pretty hard setback for myself. And this was several years ago after Tim, about 25 years working in the healthcare services and healthcare technology business. Um, and after really just renewing a large customer contract for a national healthcare system, um, the position that I held as vice president of client development uh, was eliminated. So my, my job was was erased, and I guess I guess I was riffed, and I wasn't I wasn't retired, I was riff tired, yeah. as I say sometimes in my talks. And uh, so uh, my uh, background is that uh, my father just loved words, and, and he was a poet and a, and a playwright, and just would always find find puns with words and just different ways to use them, hmm. and, and that was a blessing. And uh, on the other side of the family, which was my mom, another amazing blessing that happened on the day actually, Tim, that I was born was that my mother had uh, in, in the early 60s, uh, dissecting aortic aneurysm uh, during labor. So if there's any uh, medical experts on our call today, they will know what that means. Um, her, uh, her, the, the, the uh, aortic veins and arteries uh, in her heart uh, tore during labor. And in all cases, uh, every person who'd been through that had died within 72 hours of that event during labor. Um, and. The fast forward of that story is uh, my mother fought four experimental surgeries uh, with some amazing surgeons who were visiting from Tulane University. We were in Connecticut at the time and she fought. She didn't quit and she uh, recovered and lived until I was 22 years old. So the point of that message is that she lived a very positive and expectant and grateful life every day that I was around her. So when I lost my job, I guess those two things melded together, my mother's positivity and my father's love for words. And I just began journaling one message a morning. We'll kind of get into what some of those messages are and how I structure them, I think. But uh, I just got the first word of the day that I woke up that day after the uh, job loss was the word strong. Hmm. And I wrote that word vertically, Tim, as you know, and uh, looked at it for about a minute. And for each letter in the word, I wrote a corresponding word. So strong became stand tall, remain optimistic. Now go for it. So it automatically defined the word of what it meant to me to be strong. I needed to stand tall. I needed to remain optimistic. And I just needed to now go for it. Mm. And I'll wrap it up here by saying 420 consecutive mornings that ended up as a journal of <laughs> 420 unique words written the same way. And the, the logical next step was I needed to do something with it. So I investigated the process of the book. So that's that's how we kind of got to the book uh, process. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask, you know, why do you think people, you know, struggle to kind of keep mentally strong, especially during times like this? What are some of the reasons you think cause people to falter in terms of, you know, seeing that clarity for their lives or careers? 
Well, man, I wish I had that answer and that we could bundle it. Um, but, <laughs> I, you know, because because quite honestly, you know, I, I, I deal with that, too. I mean, this isn't a this isn't something that I've mastered. This is something that I really especially with what's going on now is every day I need to make a choice. Yeah. And I think I think maybe part of it is sometimes we don't think we actually have a choice. We, we can we can choose to, you know, look at change one way or another and struggles one way or another and sometimes i write you know make your make your stumbling block your stepping stone mm-hmm. so i kind of started you asked me how i was doing and i, and I said I'm, I'm trying to be intentional and trying to be incremental and I, I think that's where some of the struggle is is that we get overwhelmed and you know rightfully so right we don't have all the answers things are different but i think uh, looking inside whether it's looking you know at our at our energy um for me it's looking at my faith um, we can start a spark and, and start keeping, making and keeping promises to ourselves that we will do a little bit more to be positive today or a little bit more to reach out today or a little bit more to, to stretch ourselves today. And by keeping those daily promises, I think we can work our way towards a stronger self-confidence. But I will agree with you 100%. It is not easy right now. Yeah. You know, one thing that my belief is really powerful about your book is the fact that it's habitual, right? For 400 and, you know, plus consecutive days, you wrote these words and it speaks to the power of habit that's necessary for people to habitually get into this state of, you get into a routine where you're changing your life through finding inspiring messages. You know, do you have any other tips for our amazing listeners who are tuning in right now on how they can kind of form this habit, whether it be through books like it, like yours, or even maybe through habitual changes they can make in their work lives or their career yeah. at home. Yeah. So um, just some things maybe that, that, that I use that I read that, you know, cause I kind of study this as a, it, you know, besides my book, it's like, who else, you know, who else can, can I, can I go to, to get some of this inspiration? And, you know, um, maybe I could break it down this way. Cause um, you think about, you think about the beginning of the year, right. And we sit down one time a year, often and come up with what we call resolutions right yeah and they can have various levels of success but they also have a tendency to kind of diminish over time so one of the things that i've tried to do with myself is i've tried to actually take that word resolution and split it open and Mm -hmm. right between the r e and the s put a l real solutions and just start thinking incrementally about things so here's an example so let's say that you want to, um, let's say you want to read more, but you say, I can't find the time to read. Did you know that if you read 10 pages a day, every day, right? In two weeks, that's 140 pages. That's mm-hmm. about the average length of a book. So that's 26 books a year if you do it every day. So turning a real solution into a, re- a resolution into a real solution, which says, I'm going to create a habit right? So a habit is, you know, 21 days, but then I'm going to make that a lifestyle. Mm. So turning a habit into something that becomes non-negotiable to yourself. This is something that I will do, but starting with a little tiny step and Mm. turn a resolution into a real solution by stepping just a little bit at a time. Let's say you want to run a race. Let's say you want to run a 5k and you go, oh my gosh, how am I going to get ready for that? Well, the first thing to do is tie on the shoes. (laughs) <laughs> the second thing to do is to look at the look at the street the street pole or the mailbox just up the street and walk to that the first day and then walk to another one and then be the next one you jog to half of it so little bitty steps 
And I would say that if, if you want to change a habit, you have to make a good habit, you need to replace a bad habit. So let's say, for example, that walk you want to do is 30 minutes. I can't find 30 minutes. Well, you certainly can if you take out 30 minutes of time on social media. Take out 30 minutes of that uh, Netflix you're showing and just replace it with a habit just for that small period of time. That's an incremental way, especially during this time where we have a little bit more time on our hands, at least most of us do, from a, you know, a, a change in lifestyle, change in work environment standpoint. Yeah, no, that's so powerful. And especially with this shift to remote work, you know, creating these new resolutions that will help you create new routines to have more control of your time, your life, your priorities are incredibly important, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, this is a really crazy time, right? And depending on where we get our information from our sources of news and information, it could be a beatdown or it could be a time where we say, wow, you know, I've got a little bit more time. I'm working from home. I can set the alarm 10 minutes earlier. I can, I don't have a two hour commute. And just started thinking about how you can grab that time and, and do something with it that, that, that helps you positively. Mm, 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 mm. So I would love for you to share a little bit more about some of the people that you've worked with in the past and really kind of priming them and inspiring them. You know, something you shared with me in the past is that you've done speaking engagements where you talk about the book and you do a few sessions and people just, you know, stand up in arms because they're like, I've been looking for this my entire life. Yeah. So uh, I've been very fortunate that, that, you know, again, this started out as a journal. It became a book. Um, I started doing some speaking. I was honored to be able to be on a TEDx stage last uh, February in Dallas. And so the more that I tell this story, the more I've turned it into what I call, Tim, not a workshop, but a word shop. <laughs> so one, of the thing, one of the things that I really like to do, and I've gotten some amazing feedback on, uh, and I'd like to maybe suggest this to our audience here, is, is think of a word in your life that's been powerful or something that jumps out at you when you you know, have, have needed a little bit of extra energy or something where you realize that you may have had a success and there may be some word around, I don't know, it might be traction. It might be, um, I don't know, power on. It might be you needed to step back a moment and find a calm. So find some word. This is really, I've done this in the workshops all the time, is find a word that's been really powerful for you in your life and then you write it vertically, okay? And then you take a look at each letter in that word and you say, how can I define this word? that will make deeper meaning for me. And then I can kind of keep that as my, uh, my go-to candy bar, my go-to energy. So one example, calm, for example, you know, you may be going a hundred miles an hour. You may be stressed out. You may feel like there's, you know, you're really at the end of your rope. For me, I wrote calm as catch a little moment, C-A-L-M. Wow. So I would suggest just taking, you know, five minutes, write a word down that you has always been, you know, inspirational, powerful for you, something that's kind of given you an energy boost and spend some time with that word. Think about it, look at it and say, how would I define that word just using the letters? Mm-hmm. And we do that a lot. And some folks have just come up to me and, you know, said, man, that word just blossomed. It's meaning to me. And it's not a phrase, it's not a long quote. It's just mm-hmm. your own little word that you keep in your pocket. That's powerful. You know, and it, it brings me to ask, you know, what's your favorite word that has been really inspirational for you over time? Well, you know, I get asked that a lot and it's hard to land on one, but <laughs> one, one phrase that, that I use that, that means a lot to me. And there's a, several reasons. One is that uh, I've got, you know, 
two older daughters, one's 23 and one's, one's 19. And when, whenever they would, 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 would want to try something new or stretch themselves out, you know, there's always that fear of, well, will I be any good? Well, do I, you know, am I going to be able to do this? And so the phrase, it's probably one of my favorites that I try to engage whenever I'm trying something new, which we started with our kids, are three words, the word, yes, I can. So yes, I can just by itself set mm -hmm. your intention, maybe not knowing exactly how you're going to do something, but it's certainly going to put you in the direction of I'm going to work to figure it out. And yes, I can written vertically means to me, you expect success, Y-E-S, in challenging activities now. So it's a way to look at a, a challenge at work. It's a way to look at trying something that you know has never been done before. Or it's a, a way to just look at maybe a new hobby or a new skill that you want to you want to grab onto. And if you say yes, I can when you start, it doesn't mean you're going to get there. It doesn't mean it's going to be any easier. It doesn't mean there aren't going to be obstacles. But you kind of you kind of set in motion your mental trigger that says, you know, uh, nothing's going to stop me. Mm. Mm. That's powerful. You know, for me, one one I need to define a word. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I'm trying to my word right now is day one. Don't have an acronym um, set off for it, but really it's this idea of fostering a day one mindset in everything you do and seeing life from a new lens every time you wake up, right? As in, what can I create? What can I do? How can I be of service? And, you know, I found that so many people fail to have this day one mindset in terms of their career and life because they often wake up and it's like, oh, I'm used to this. So all of this is very familiar to me. You know, and if you have that day one mindset, you know, you'll always be excited to wake up and create and be of service to people. Yeah, oh, I agree with that. And, you know, what, one of the things that um, I read, and I can't remember who said this, but um, it was be willing to be a beginner at something all the time. So that, that may help with that day one mindset, right? That day one mentality, everything's fresh, or at least something new in your day is fresh. Mm -hmm. And we can work on day one if you want to. We'll do that. Maybe we'll come online <laughs> or we'll post it up. We'll, we'll get you day one. We'll get you with that acronym or that acrostic might be for that. Yeah, no, that would be great. That would be great, Bruce. You know, we'd love to ask you, Bruce. So with, given everything that you, you've done in terms of how you've created um, your book and, you know, the, the thought leadership that you share on helping people, you know, propel in their life, you know, who have been some leaders that have influenced your thinking in terms of po remaining positive as well as being very intentional with your words? Yeah, so there's a, a couple of folks that come to mind right away. There's a, there's a gentleman who unfortunately passed away uh, several years ago, but his name is Keith Harrell. And mm. Keith, Keith wrote a book called The Attitude of Gratitude. Wow. And his, his brand, this was even before, you know, all the stuff we're doing now, his brand was Mr. Super Fantastic. Wow. And so you'd say, hey, Keith, how are you doing today? I am super fantastic. And it was sort of like, well, what does that mean? But, but Keith, Keith was always about um, being, finding the positive in, in even when, when, you know, he was on some downtimes and uh, just a, just a great, uh, a great read. His books are, I don't know, probably 2005, 2006, but the attitude of gratitude was one that, that, that I, I fell all over and loved it. Um, you know, um, Norman Vincent Peale, the power, power of positive thinking, mm. um, you know, uh, how to win friends and influence people, Dale Carnegie, uh, think and grow rich. Um, the you know, there's just so many, there's a book I'm, I just finished reading. I'd love to mention if I might, and I've got it here so I can, I can kind of show it to you maybe even tell you the author. Here you go. 
Really? Yeah, it's called it, it's called uh, whoops, let's do it this way. Chop wood, carry water. Wow, that's awesome. And it, it's by Joshua Medcalf. Have you, I don't know if you've read that or not, Tim, but um, it, it, it's such a great quick read story just about, um, you know, mindset preparation, mm. um, just approaching things from a different mindset of, of effort and, uh, you know, not trying too hard and letting things flow and just a, just a great book. I'm going to go back and read it again. Um, so, you know, and then, of course, you know, my, 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 pa- my parents and my family, while, while not published, um, just you know, the upbringing of being in a positive environment, I know is so unique and not everybody has the blessing of that. So I don't, I don't take that at all for granted. Um, and that was a pretty positive piece. And I would, I would say top of the list for me is uh, daily getting into my spiritual um, and faith kind of recharging and, and alignment. And that's, I spend some time in the Bible every day. Yeah, no, that's huge. That's huge. That's so powerful. And, you know, for me, similar to you, man, grew up in a home where, had incredibly positive parents who always spoke positive verbiage. And for me, positive reinforcement, reinforcement is the best way to grow people, coach people even. And yeah. you know, it's often you, you read a lot of study and literature where, you know, parenting gaps exist is that when parents fail to really, you know, reinforce positive behavior or even negative behavior through positive priming. And mm-hmm. a lot of psychology around that. And, you know, one of the things, you know, personally that that is amazing about your books is that it it nurtures that that mindset of positive priming internally, but also externally speaking positive positive into existence. You know, given the state of the world, do you think the world needs more positivity? I do. <laughs> oh, you know, you absolutely. And, and, and but but with some with um, with some meat around it. Right. Um, I, I think I think positivity as a mindset is one thing, and that's really really important. But I gotta I gotta couch that with action, mm. right? I think giving ourselves the the space for a positive mindset is is great. But I think we've got to take a step towards doing something positive as well. Um, there's so many books you can read. You can you can get this positive, and then you know you walk outside, and and you know like a like a like a, a, a brisk breeze could just knock you back, right? So I think, you know, finding something to do that's positive with this mindset is going to help manifest that. And it can be, it can be simple, right? It can be, I don't know, holding the door for somebody that, you know, you can see their hands are full or something, or, or, you know, just, just giving something out of your gratitude, of positivity, of an action. I, I think we need more than anything, and, and without getting up on a soapbox, I, I just think that our, our positive actions can really have an impact one on one. Bruce, thank you so much for being on this live episode of Guy B2B Jam Session. You know, what's next for Bruce? What are you currently working on that you know people should follow so they can be a part of your movement? Yeah, so I am. I continue to post every day on my Instagram and Facebook page above the chatter Bruce Pulver and both of those pages. So I'm continuing to write. And I'm, I'm evolving more into uh, a lot more virtual, uh, uh, virtual events, virtual workshops and workshops and keynotes, which is really the place not right now. Um, working on uh, some new workshop type ideas for, you know, helping new authors, you know, helping students, um, just looking for other places that we can, uh, we can continue to share this out. Um, one of the other things that's really big for me, Tim, is uh, every time I'm booked for a keynote or a workshop or a uh, or any type of speech, 
our engagement. Uh, I'm able to donate books. And that's one of the main missions of, of this whole program. The book was a gift to me to write it. The messages were. So whenever my books are acquired or I'm booked for a talk, I'm donating books to organizations that are helping others through difficult times. So that means, uh, that means hospitals, homeless shelters, veterans groups, um, so many other places we're trying to find prisons. We're trying to find a way into doing some workshops within, within the prison community, et cetera. So, um, you know, any energy and any positive thoughts and anyone who wants to connect with me and get a case of books that allow me to do some, some more giving, um, my, tell you my website, the title of the book, above the chatter, ourwordsmatter.com. Love to connect with you out here and, uh, you know, share what we're trying to do. Nah, that's powerful. Thank you so much, Bruce. Shout out to Mr. Bill Hussein. Bruce, he's feeling you. He's feeling you. And shout out to my co-founder and awesome brother and leader, Taban Cosmos Hussein. That is powerful, Bruce. He's feeling your every word. You know, Bruce, it's truly been a pleasure. We need to have you on for a future episode. What do you think, brother? Anytime. You, you, know, you, let, you say when and I'm there. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. Talk to you soon, brother. <laughs> All right. Thanks for your time. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. That was another lovely, 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 lovely guest on our live B2B jam sessions. If you've been loving our jam sessions, please let us know. You can reach out to us at utfow.com, utfow.com. And don't forget, we are currently still in beta, forever in beta, actually. So check out guideapp.co if you want early access to guide. We are gradually expanding to our amazing creative community. And we will be doing a public launch in the future soon. So if you want to get early access and have your hands on it, go out and check out guideapp.co and tell a friend to tell a friend. With that said, that has been today's episode of Guide Live B2B Jam Session. We appreciate your attention. And more importantly, we appreciate you leading your amazing, amazing movement. Our platform is your, is your platform. And don't forget to lead your movement with us. All right, y'all. Talk to you soon. Peace.